Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Mel Herbert here. It's September 12th, this Thursday. That's right, this Thursday. I want to give you a quick little bit of follow-up about uh, dual motors and whether they can drive or not drive by themselves. The car is still in the shop. They had it last Wednesday. I'm recording this Wednesday evening. It's still there. They think they get a motor in tomorrow, and maybe they can put it in tomorrow, which raises a couple of questions or issues. First of all, really? A whole week just to get a motor from Fremont, I assume, or from somewhere, wherever they keep the motors. That seems to be an extraordinary long time. That seems to be not the kind of efficiency that Elon is talking about is going to be happening now at, you know, the service centers. A week before you even get the parts, that's not so good. So they still have a long way to go. Now, of course, this is just an N of one. I'm just one person, but I don't like that. They should be able to get that part very quickly, like a day or two, and put it in and get me the heck out of there. But instead, but instead, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's been over a week. And on the big show, the large show, the grand show, Tom was saying last time he went, he didn't get a loaner car, but he got an Uber credit thing. So here's what the lovely people, and they were quite lovely, at the service center said to me, here is $500 worth of Uber credits. That's a lot of Uber credits. And if uh, we think the car's going to be more than five days, we'll get you a loaner. So when I'm on me Uber, and I uh, Ubered around a little bit, but then it became clear that I really needed a car. And so I called them and said, look, it's been over five days. I'd really like to get a loaner car. And there was a bit of pushback, actually. A bit of pushback saying, well, there's only three. I'm like, I know, but you've had it for nearly a week and you're saying it's going to be more days. So what is going on here? So they did give me a loaner car, but the way the loaner car thing is working is not really a loaner car. It's actually Enterprise Rent-A-Car. So I had put a $100 deposit down. I had to give my insurance and I had to give my uh, license and all that stuff. And then I got a car. And it's a S, it's a 75, it's certainly not a 100 and it's not the 100P. And it's nothing that Elon said that they were going to do, which is do their own loaner cars and give you the highest end thing, frankly, so that they could suck you into buying a more expensive car. So none of that is happening, at least here in um, Los Angeles, at least in the valley where I got my car fixed. So just a bit of an update. Now, the second part of the update that I want to tell you about is this dual motor thing. Like one of the big things about dual motors according to Elon and the tweeting, and according to their website that's still on there, is that if you uh, have one engine go out, you can still drive home in a lower power mode, just like I did, um, because you've got two motors. But I've been uh, scouring the forums, as it were, and I can't find anything exactly directly from Tesla. But just in every forum, if you go through it, everybody has the same experience as me. If you've got a dual motor Tesla, and the front engine goes out, generally you can limp home in low power mode. But if the back engine goes out, because of the way they're configured, because of the way they're strung together, you can't go 10 feet. It doesn't work. And so it's a little bit of false advertising on the part of Elon, a little bit of false advertising on their website. They should say, under some circumstances, when you lose your front one, you'll be okay, you'll be able to drive home on the back motor. But if the back motor goes out, I haven't found one story yet, and maybe you can find one and correct me if I'm wrong. I haven't been able to find anybody who's had a rear motor go out and them being able to drive. And that was the experience of a lot of people on uh, Reddit, on Tesla motor forums and other places. Everybody's saying the same thing. Yeah, I had a front one go out, but I was okay. But everybody that had a back motor go out said, nah, the car just basically slowed to a stop and we were done here. 
So that is my sort of uh, interim update. I'm going to continue to look at this. I'm asking Tesla to comment on this directly. We'll see how long that takes. I will try and talk to one of the engineers when I go pick up my car, although that might be difficult, but I will try and get you some real information from Tesla themselves. But I can't remember who sent in that email about the dual motor issue. Thank you for sending that letter in. I did talk about it last week. But I can confirm so far everything that I've found that was suggested in that letter that if your back one goes out, you're dead, has been true. Which raises the question, if you're buying a dual motor version for more money because you think you're going to have this redundancy, is that enough redundancy? Basically, you're giving yourself front motor redundancy, not dual motor redundancy, as it were. And that may or may not be worth it to you. And you may have noticed in the Twitterverse that Elon is having a bit of a whizzing match about the you know, racetracks and speed. So the Taycan set a new record for an EV in Nuremberg. And then Elon said, well, we're going to send an S over there and try and break it. We haven't got any results on that yet. And then Marcus Brownlee said, well, you should also send a Roadster. And uh, Elon said, that's a good idea. So it sounds like they might send a Roadster over there and try and break that record as well. And then just today, and the S just broke the record on this racetrack here in California for, uh, I don't know exactly whether it was four doors or whether it was for EVs or whether it was for all cars. But Elon basically said, and we just broke the record at this racetrack. So actually, here's the tweet, and it explains it a bit, bit more. He says this. Model S just set record for fastest four-door ever at uh, Laguna Seca video tomorrow. So we should be getting that video soon. That's very interesting. And the reason I bring this up is a lot of people are saying, who cares? Who cares whether the Tesla or the Porsche is the fastest on a racetrack? I don't care. I don't drive on a racetrack. I don't drive like a professional race car driver. I don't really care if I can go from zero to 60 many times in a row because that's not what I do. And I'm sort of with you. I don't really care. I'm not the kind of person who really cares who's got the fastest car and uh, how many times you can go into launch mode. But it is, I think, one of those things we talk about here every now and then, a halo effect. There is a nice halo effect if you've got Porsche and Tesla and whoever else wants to join with their EVs crushing it on these racetracks, particularly if they can start crushing records that uh, for gas cars as well. And Elon has said this, part of the reason he wanted to have the Roadster 2 be so fast, go so far, is to basically do sort of a psychological smackdown to people that say, well, gas cars are just better than electric cars. If you can have these electric cars at the high end, crushing ice cars that has a nice psychological effect we talked about it yesterday a lot of people still don't realize that electric cars and electric drivetrains are better than gas cars for torque and for acceleration and so this might actually be a good thing having porsche and tesla have a bit of a childish wing match about who's got the fastest car on the racetrack might actually have a positive effect because it's going to get picked up by lots of different news agencies and different people who otherwise wouldn't care might start reading that and get a little bit of knowledge when they didn't realize they were being edumacated, uh, that these cars and these drivetrains, they're very fast, except when they break in the rear. And finally for today, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I was just reading this little article, and it comes from The Independent, and it's about electricity, uh, and it's about the Amazon. So these researchers are in the Amazon, they're cruising around out there, and they found this enormous eel. It's 2.5 meters long. It's now named after Voltaire, the Italian physicist who invented the battery. And uh, this thing can shock people at, or other animals as well, at 860 volts. This is the strongest amount of voltage known to science that can come from an animale. 
Now, it's not much amperage, so it's not likely to kill you. The amps are really low, but 860 volts is pretty impressive, and this thing is very long and frighteningly scary, according to the researchers that found it. He was describing how he's been working with eels for a long time, and the first time he got struck by an eel and got electrocuted, it scared the poopy out of him. Um, so this is actually a lot less shock than or power than you'll get, say, from power outlet here in the United States, which can flow at like 10 amps. This is only flowing at about one amp. Lots of voltage, but just one amp. So you're not delivering, you know, lots of energy. So it's not likely to kill you, but it is likely to hurt like heck, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. My name's Mel Herbert. The show is Elon Daly. It's part of the Talking Tesla network of shows. I'll speak to you tomorrow. Wait, what's that you say? A little bit more ABBA? We haven't had much ABBA lately? Uh, Okay, who am I? Who am I to disagree?